You're listening to a message from Victory. Forgiveness unlocks the riches of Christ to believers. Learn more about this truth in week two of our series, The Great Exchange. Let's look at Ephesians 1, verse 7. We'll look at verse 7 down to verse 10 today. Okay, just four verses. Verse 7. In Him we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of His grace. Okay, the Bible talks about that in Christ, I now have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sin. Now, here's a concept that you need to underline in Scripture. If you have your Bibles with you, underline the word redemption. Okay? What does it mean that in Him we have redemption through the blood of Christ? Okay. When there's guilt, the only way for guilt to be taken away is somebody pays for the penalty of my sin that produces the guilt. The Bible says in Christ we have redemption through the blood. Because of what He did on the cross, He paid for the penalty of the sin that I should be the one paying for. Redemption means buying back a slave or a captive. In short, I'm a slave to sin. When I pray, Jesus, come into my life, what happened? I'm now free from the shackles of slavery of sin. And now Christ has redeemed me. In a split second, He redeemed me through His blood. He rescued me. He bought me back. A very classic story that I have heard since I was a kid, and maybe I've heard more than 10 times already, was this kid who was playing with this toy boat. And this was his favorite boat. It was given to him by his Nino, who shows up every Christmas. And once he, uh, one day he was playing with it, and then because of the strong wave, the boat uh, flew away and couldn't reach it, and it was lost. It was so sad for many days. He was so depressed. He was crying. And one day he was walking the road and in a toy store he saw his toy boat. He said, that's my boat. Went inside the store so happy to claim uh, his boat and he said to the store owner, the boat you're selling outside in your store, that's mine. The store owner said, no, that's not yours, that's mine. No, that's mine, that's my boat. I could recognize my boat. And the store owner said, no way. No pay, no, no toy. And so... The child asked, how much is this boat? And the store owner gave a price. The, the child went back to his house, destroyed the piggy bank, got all his coins, went back to the store owner, and bought his toy back. That is redemption. We, just like that boat, were twice owned by God. God created us, but we've run away from God because of sin. And through the cross, Jesus brought us back and bought us back. In Him, we have redemption through His blood. Now, when we talk about redemption, it's very different from the way of the world. Let's look at the next scripture. In Him, we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of His grace. It was one thought, okay? To be redeemed in biblical terms, According to Paul, as he was writing, if Christ redeems you, you have been forgiven of your sin. So what that means is, He did not only pay for your sin, but He forgave you of your sin. Now, in the world's context, it would be different. I could actually pay for Randall's sin, 
but not forgive him. Randall, ha? I forgive you. Pinatawad na kita. Okay? Pero may utang na loob ka sa akin for the rest of your life because of what you did. Usong-uso yan sa mga Pilipino. We call that utang na loob, right? Forever, you will pay for your sin. Yes, I paid for it. Yung utang mo, binayara ko, pero dahil sa ginawa ko sa'yo, you owe me. I've redeemed him from another slave master, but now he is a slave master. Me. Okay? That's the redemption of the world. We try to redeem someone, but then we still, you know, kind of say, but I have a hold on you. Christ was saying, I have not only redeemed you, but I've forgiven you of your sin. I will not bring it back. I will not make it into another conversation. Randall, yung ginawa mo five years ago, naalala mo? Christ will not do that to us. Christ says, not only have I redeemed you, I have forgiven you of your trespasses. According to what? The riches of His grace. In 1 Peter 1, 18-19, knowing that you were ransomed from the futile ways inherited from your forefathers, not with perishable things such as silver or gold, but with the precious blood of Christ, like that of a lamb without blemish or spot. Okay, First Peter was saying, he used the word what? Ransom. Okay, I paid, there was a ransom, I paid for the ransom money. How did Christ pay for the ransom money? Through his very own life, when he died on the cross for our sin. That's why when we say the cross is a very important object of faith, uh, object in our faith, talks about in Scripture very clear that Jesus paid for our sin, ransom. We've been ransomed. We've been delivered from the, from the hold of sin over our lives through what? Not with money, but with the very own life and death of Jesus Christ. Redemption, forgiveness. I do hope this makes us think, how are the relationships in my life? Christ has redeemed me, which means He did not only pay for my sin on the cross, He has forgiven me. How about me with others? When I say, I forgive you, do you become very historical about it? Pinatawad na katang, but remember? Oh, akala ko pinatawad. Yeah, pero masakit. Sakit. May sugat pa rin ako. Right? Forgiveness. John 129, when John saw Jesus, he says, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Somebody had to take away our sin. That's the only way we can be redeemed. It means I cannot pay off my sin because I'm a sinner. May utang ako, I can't pay off with my own righteousness because I'm not righteous. Somebody had to take away all the dirt and the unrighteousness in me so that I could live the life that God wants me to live. And when John saw Jesus, not yet on the cross, to be baptized, John the Baptist says, Behold, this is the man, the God-man, who will take away the sin of the world. You know, many times we try to pay for our own sin. Take away the guilt. Maybe some of you, you're in church today because of that reason. I want to be in church today because I have guilt feelings. This is my way to pay back so that God would take away the guilt. God will not take away the guilt just by you attending church. He cannot. Right? He did it some other way by dying on the cross for our sin. Okay? 
In another, uh, in, in Isaiah 44, 22, I have swept away your offenses like a cloud, your sins like the morning mist. Return to me, for I have what? Redeemed you. What does the Bible say? Jesus said, I have swept away your offenses like a cloud. Now, the picture of us sweeping away the offenses is what? I sweep it away under the rug so that when you sin again, I can take the rug and say, look at all the things you've done. But Jesus said, no, I've swept it away like a cloud. Which means, okay, for, for the younger ones, it's not the cloud, okay, that you can take the data again, all right? It's like a morning mist. You know the morning mist? Okay, uh, uh, yung, alam nyo, electric pan, pag mainit, tapos may tubig na lumalabas, gumaganong ka, right? That's a mist, okay? In three seconds, it's gone. You feel, you feel it's hot again, and you need that mist again, or you have a bottle spray, and you, mi- and you spray, that's the mist, the, the one that comes out. Or when you talk, tapos, that's the mist, okay? That, uh, that doesn't miss my face when you're talking, okay? It's like it's gone after a few seconds, Jesus was, and, and, and Scripture was telling us, Scripture is illustrating to us. It cannot fully explain. It's giving us word pictures of how God deals with our sin. It's like a mist. Do you think God remembers our sin? I think so. He's God. But He chooses not to take it against us. That's why He doesn't remember. Many times we come to the Lord, Lord, this is my sin before. Lord, I know I've asked for forgiveness. Lord, can you forgive me again? What are you talking about? In a few weeks, it's going to be Holy Week. People will once again pay for their sin. Lord, look at this. I'm suffering, you know? And the Lord is saying, Whoa, why are you doing that? I did not ask you to do that. I've not kept it under the rug. I've kept it in the cloud like a mist. It's gone. In another uh, verse, as far as the east is from the west, so far has He removed our sin from us. Mathematically, east to the west means it's forever, it won't forever meet. It's going to opposite direction. What is the Lord telling us? I choose not to remember. I choose not to hold it against you. So why are you punishing yourself? Why are you putting mongo on your knee and you start rolling like that? Don't do it. Why? Because I've forgiven you. Ilan sa atin dito, you're still living a life of condemnation. Thinking, Lord, I need to pay it back. Lord, I need to pay it back. I've heard so many people, Lord, I need to pay it back. It's going to be like a cycle. And that's why you're sad. And that's why you can't move on. And that's why you can't worship. That's why you cannot see the plan of God for your life. Why? You try to keep on repeating the things that God has already forgiven. God has moved forward, but you've not. In Ephesians 1, verse 7 is telling us, In Him we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses. Wow, powerful concept. All other gods would require other sacrifices. Bring this, bring that, bring this, bring that. The Lord was saying, the ultimate sacrifice was my son Jesus who died on the cross. In Christ, you have been redeemed. In Christ, you have been redeemed forgiven. Now, why is it hard to forgive? I'll tell you why. Because it's not free. Be libre. Every time we forgive, somebody has to pay. Even in your own life. When you forgive someone, it's not free. 
Somebody hurts you, you forgive someone. Who pays the price? You. That's why it's hard. I'm preaching to myself because it's hard. This is hard. Somebody hurts me. Example, uh, Jared hurts me. Jared said something about me, gossip about me, and then hurt my feelings, posted pictures of me running in the beach without any t-shirt. It, it hurt my, my image. Okay, and, and he said things, chismis, chismis, di ba? Sinira niya asawa ko, sinira niya anak ko, ganito rabo ko, ganyan daw, salbahe yan. And he started sharing to this group here. So all of you here. Now, I heard of what Jared did. And it's, it hurts. Jared, tinurong kitang parang ano ko, kapatid. And this is what you do to me and my wife and my kids. It's hard, right? But what's the Christian way? To forgive. I go home. The Christian way is to forgive. How do I pray now? Oh, Lord, this is hard. I cannot. This is going to be hard, Lord. I know you said forgive. You know why that wrestling happens? Because we know it's not free. It requires something. What do I do? I actually remind myself of what Christ did to me. He forgave me. What was the cost? His very own life. He was crucified naked on the cross. He was spit upon, mocked. So what happens? By the power of the Holy Spirit, in, on my own natural, natural tendency, I will not forgive Jared. It's going to be hard. Yak na yak misis ko, gabi-gabi Jared, sa ginawa mo. Ako ang lugi. Tapos, di ko na makita pictures mo kasi in-unfriend na kita. It's hard. Now, the relationship is not the same. I feel like moving to another church. Because I see you here and I cannot take it that you actually worship God and you did that to me. But raise, raise hands. Imagine the thoughts that would run. These are real thoughts from Christians who love God, who's been hurt. They go to Janet and I meet him. We meet in a hotel. Spiral. He treats me. Dapat lang. Okay? Di ba? Ganyan yung, ganyan yung attitude mo. Dapat lang. Sa ginawa mo sa akin. But then I say something to Jared that I know will cost me a lot. I say, Jared, I forgive you. Kalimutan mo na. Start over again. What happened that day? That day, I curtailed my freedom to lash back at this guy who deserves wrath of Dennis and Tammy and the kids. I curtailed my freedom to actually talk to the people who now looks at me differently. Salbahayan. Grabian. Ito ginawa niyan kay Jared. Ito pa yung mga ginawa niyan. Eh? So forever, how you look at me will be different. Because you don't know the story. But I've curtailed that freedom. Understanding my identities in Christ. That I cannot, you know, I cannot. I won't be lawyering and saying, you know, I'm not like that. You know, I'm really like this. If Jared wants to talk to you guys, well, let him. But if he doesn't want to talk to you, I just have to take it. That forever, how you view me will be different. 
there's a price to pay. Christ did that to us. We rebelled, we sinned, died on the cross. Siniraan ng Pharisees, unjustly uh, persecuted right? in the court of the religious teachers. He's saying, that's the price I have to pay. To die on the cross for these people who would rebel against me. Hindi libre magpatawad. Yan ang magiging ano natin. That's reality for everybody in this room. You ever experience? There's a wonderful message about forgiveness. And then that morning, Lord, I release forgiveness. Ganito at ganyan. After two weeks, the toughest moments you have with the person that you just release forgiveness. And now you're more bitter than ever after a month. And you say, mali, mali yung ginawa ko, release ko yung forgiveness. Okay? I unrelease it back. Okay? <laughs> Give it back to me, Lord. Okay? He doesn't really deserve it. But to say, I forgive means retaining my freedom. Ah, very hard. Very hard. Forgiveness means refusing to make them pay for what they did. However, to refrain from lashing out at Jared, sorry, Jared, okay? When you want to do so, it's going to be torture for me. In fact, I know even when I said, Jared, I forgive you. Kalimutan na natin. The next week, I'll see him for sure. The demonic thoughts of, Oh, yan na, nag-worship na naman siya. Ah, umalis ka na lang dito. Lumipat ka na lang ng Ortigas. Or, or Antipolo para mas malayo. Right? You're going to wrestle with that. But then, you have to remind yourself, it's not free. It's costly. It's going to cost my ego, my pride to actually for, forgive this guy. So I have to forgive him the same way Christ forgave me. Uh, this is where discipleship helps. Somebody praying for you so that I can talk to Randall. Randall, I'm going to see Jared. Jared, next week, sa afternoon service. Ka na lang, okay? I internalized it. Na eh, okay? yeah. ah, Randall, ah, I need you to pray for me. This, this is, I know this will take months, but I won't bring back again the issue because I've forgiven my brother. I've swept it like a mist. It's going to be hard. Forgiveness is absorbing the debt. Utang mo, binayaran ko. Pero yung utang mo, sa akin mo inutang. It's like I'm cleaning it off. I'm saying, I'm, I'm absorbing it. And it hurts terribly. It's like dying. Pag nagpatawad ka, may namatay din sa'yo, right? Aside from pride, the sense of justice. To go back and revenge. It's like death, but it's the good kind of death that would lead to life and resurrection, just like Christ. He who loves his life will lose it. Whoever loses his life for my sake will what? Gain it. That's what forgiveness does. I lose my life, but then I know I'll gain it back some other way. But it's the kind of life that's like the resurrection. It would actually give life to me. In the long run, I won't be bitter. In the long run, there won't be grudges. In the long run, I can look at people's eye and say, I've asked God for forgiveness and He forgave me. Imagine how hard it would be to share the gospel to someone when there's bitterness in your heart. Christ has lavishly forgiven you, but you don't lavishly forgive others. It's going to be really hard to share. How will you share the gospel? It's going to be hard. Because the starting point is, I'm a sinner and I'm forgiven. Now, do you forgive others? 
how can I share if I have not forgiven others? Bible says bitterness defiles many. It doesn't only it defile. Ano ibig defile? Nadudumihan. Sinisira niya. It doesn't only defile me, it defiles many people. What's the cure? It's to go back and remember what Christ did for me and do the same way to others. Micah 7.19 He will again have compassion on us he will tread our iniquities underfoot. You will cast all our sins into the depths of the sea. Again, Micah was giving us pictures. It's like the Lord putting our sin under His feet and He's treading on it. Why? He wants to forget it. He doesn't want to look at it. He takes it and He throws it to the depths of the sea to be forgotten, not to be remembered, not to be taken back. This is how God loved us, forgave us, redeemed us. First John 1 John 1.9 If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. What's our action? We only what? Confess. We haven't proven anything yet. We just said, Lord, I confess my sin. He is faithful, which means He will always. And He is just. Which means, well, you actually have to suffer the consequences of your actions. To forgive us our sin. But I have, I'll, I'll pay for your sin. I've forgiven you. Ephesians 1.3 And cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Look at this. He says, to forgive us our what? Sins. Cleanse us from all unrighteousness. What does this mean? If you meditate on it, you'll see if you have the right spirit, He not only deals with the specific sin, He deals with everything. Right? You come to God and you're saying, Lord, sorry for this specific sin, and you're really repentant. God sees your heart and He says, that's the kind of heart that I want. All unrighteousness cleanse because of the spirit of that prayer and the spirit of that man. Verse 8 which is lavished upon us in all wisdom and insight. Okay. So He's given us the grace which He has lavished on us. He gave us forgiveness, redeemed us, lavish and abundant grace in all wisdom and insight. What was the Lord saying? I know what I'm doing. Again, have you ever experienced forgiving someone who has hurt you and well-meaning people come to you and say, why are you doing that? That's wrong. Why are you forgiving him? Jesus said, I forgive the church who rebelled against me and in all wisdom and insight, I'm doing this. I know what I'm doing. It's all pre-planned. It's premeditated. I'm going to forgive those people. Lavish and abundant grace. Making known to us the mystery of His will according to His purpose, which He set forth in Christ. Why does He forgive us? So that we can see the mystery of His will. What's the mystery? If you read mystery of His will in the New Testament, it's about the plan to save us, which is no longer a mystery now, by the way. When Paul would write the mystery of His will, what it means was before, the gospel was only for the Jews, not for the Gentiles. So to reveal the mystery of His will, okay, 
what that meant was that the gospel now is going to all peoples of the earth and they will see the need of a Savior. And Jesus was telling them the only way they would see is if they have been redeemed and forgiven. You can't experience the grace if you're not redeemed and forgiven, am I right? You can't go to someone that you've hurt and rebelled against and not be forgiven and come and ask for something, right? You have to first be forgiven and redeemed. And this is what Christ did. He says, I want to reveal the mystery of my will to these people so that they may experience my grace. How? They need first to be redeemed and forgiven so that they would experience my love. And then in verse 10, let me end with this verse. As a plan. God has a plan. For the, for the fullness of time to unite all things in Him, things in heaven and things on earth. You know what's powerful about this verse? was that redemption and forgiveness is not just for you. It's for your seatmate. It's for family members. It's for relatives, loved ones, city, nation, Philippines, Asia, world. To unite all things in heaven and things on earth. This goes back to our previous series about kingdom. Think about the kingdom of God. That when Christ forgave you, this is not just about you. God is saying now, you are an ambassador of peace. Go live out this kind of love that redeems and forgives. Okay? Heal the relationships within your circle so that you can be salt and light. Because my main plan, ultimate plan, is to unite all things in Him, things in heaven, and things on earth. Imagine. Imagine your life without bitterness because you're forgiven. Imagine if all of us in this room, just in this room, wala tayong kagalit. Maganda relationship natin. Imagine if everybody in this room, we just practice forgiveness. Somebody hurts you, you know, yeah, I know I have to pay, but I forgive you. Imagine if that's how you think. Imagine the marriage that you'll have, the friendships that you'll have the relationships that God will bring into your life, it's going to be different. It's going to be full of grace. It's going to be so much joy. Walang kaaway. Especially loved ones. That's where the enemy tries to attack. And I believe today, God wants us to do something. And we're going to do that. We're going to take time to, to practice what we preached this morning. You just heard a message from Victory. For more messages like these or to access other resources, please visit our website at victory.org.ph or like our page on Facebook at facebook.com victoryph.